Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I hope you're all doing so well and welcome back to the Criminal Maker podcast. Each episode we dive into the minds of some of the worst criminals in history and today we are going to be talking about the case of the Stockdale family. So today's case is a pretty different type of case than what we usually cover because we're looking into the Stockdale family murders also known as the wife swap murders. Yes, wife swap. How many of you guys remember wife swap? The reality show where two wives swap families and it all turns into one big drama. Well, back in 2008, during a now infamous episode, a family called the Stockdale family were featured on the show. And the Stockdale family were basically this super strict religious conservative family. They had a ton of rules for their kids. And then years later in 2017, a complete tragedy occurred in the family. And at the center of all of this was one of the children who featured on the show, Jacob Stockdale. And of course, this case was huge in the news because the Stockdale family had featured on Wife Swap. And that episode with the Stockdale family was pretty infamous before this case. And we're gonna be looking into all of that today. We're gonna really focus on Wife Swap and the infamous episode that the Stockdale family were on. So let's dive in. Jacob Stockdale was born on the 28th of May, 1992, making him a Gemini. And he grew up in a remote town called Bolivar. Bolivar, I really hope that I'm pronouncing that right, in Ohio, where he lived with his parents, Tim and Kathy, and then his three other brothers. Now, Jacob came from what can definitely be described as a very religious, very conservative family. His parents, Tim and Kathy, met back in the 80s when they were both at university. They were both studying agriculture, and when they met, they instantly bonded over a couple of things. First, their love of music, and then secondly, their fundamentalist Christian values. And then over the space of 10 years, Tim and Kathy got married and had four sons. So the four sons, we have Calvin, who is the oldest, Charles. Then we have Jacob, who this case is obviously about. And then we have the youngest brother, James. Now, initially, the family didn't live in that remote town. They actually lived in the city. They lived like a pretty normal life. Then it got to the late 90s and Kathy started to become very concerned with the neighborhood that she was living in. She became very, very concerned with the people that she was living around. She became very, very concerned with the other youth in the area. Other young people were smoking, drinking, listening to rap 
music, I know, God forbid. And Kathy was really concerned about the influence that the other young people could be having on her sons. So Tim and Kathy said to themselves, right, we have to get out of here. We cannot let our children be exposed to this. So in 1999, when Jacob is seven years old, the family just up sticks and moved. Their whole life completely changed. They moved into this 150-year-old family farm in this small remote town of Bolivar. And it is in this very small remote town where the rest of this case takes place. This was Tim and Kathy's dream. They had obviously studied agriculture when they were at university. They were very passionate about farming, about living off the land. They basically wanted to hide from modern society. Tim would work on the farm to earn money and Kathy would run the household and she also homeschooled the children. And they were also able to find a church that shared their same values. And this is where they joined the Zionon. Again, I really hope that I'm pronouncing that right. The Zionon Reformed Church. The Stockdale family were now living on this very remote farm. They had their church, their children were being homeschooled schooled and it all seemed perfect for the Stockdale family. But of course things were not not perfect at all in the Stockdale household. Because like I said, Jacob and his siblings, they were raised in a very, 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 very strict household. So the main thing that you need to know about the Stockdale household is that every single thing was controlled. And I truly mean everything was controlled. The mom, Kathy, has herself described that she is a strict disciplinarian and everything had to be done just how she said, no matter what. So we obviously know that the children are being homeschooled, which there is nothing wrong with that. But Kathy is homeschooling the children because she doesn't want the children being exposed to the negative influences of the world. She wants to control essentially what her children learn about. So the children every single day under a very close watchful eye of Kathy would complete their schoolwork that was assigned by Kathy. But it wasn't just the school that was controlled by Kathy. It was also how much of the outside world the children were exposed to, which was basically nothing. The children were not exposed to the outside world. I don't even want to use the word sheltered because that is not extreme enough. The children basically lived in a bubble, a bubble of the Stockdale family and their farm. So this meant that the TV was banned the radio was banned, video games banned. And if they wanted to use the internet, because they did have the internet, which I was definitely shocked that they had the internet, it had to be for educational purposes. And of course it was done under the watchful eye of Kathy. Everything was watched by Kathy. Even what the children would eat would be strictly controlled. Kathy had a policy that the family should be self-sufficient, that they should live off the land, and they could only eat what they grew on their own farm or what they traded with other local farmers. All processed food, junk food was banned from the house. So that meant any kind of treats that the children would want would not be allowed. So chocolate banned, sweets banned, ice cream banned, takeaways, anything like that, McDonald's, nothing, all banned. Now there is nothing wrong with healthy eating at all. I am never going to criticize anyone for eating what they want and what is right for them. But this is extreme. It is. It really is 
is extreme. And I actually do have some examples of what the children, what the whole family would eat because the Stockdale family actually have a website and you can find out all of this stuff on their website. And they actually would have a set menu for each of the days of the week. And I don't think their menu changed. So for example, they would have for dinner, homemade sausage with sauerkraut, mustard and pickled beets. For lunch, it would be fried liver on bread and butter. For breakfast, chicken giblets, which was made up of chicken hearts and gizzards. For those of you that don't know what gizzard is, because I actually didn't know what it was. I'd heard of it, but I didn't know what it was. It's a muscle, part of the muscle that makes up the stomach of the chicken or something like that. But for breakfast, they're eating this stuff for breakfast. And it was a very similar diet to that every single day. But it wasn't just life on the farm that was completely controlled. Even when the children left the farm, it would be completely controlled. But the thing is, the children were barely ever allowed to leave the farm. The children literally just were on the farm. The children were not allowed to socialize with other people, with other children, unless Kathy approved of them. And obviously Kathy doesn't really approve of much. Kathy apparently didn't want her children to have meaningless friendships because she didn't want other children to corrupt the minds of her children. She also didn't allow her children to play sports, not even with each other, because apparently sports are too competitive. And Kathy said about sports, quote, encouraged too much of a self-centered aspect that is not desirable in clean living children. But this is just so heartbreaking. It is that the children were not allowed to have friends. They were not allowed to socialize. They were never allowed to hang out with other people because it was pointless. Because when the Stockdale children were ever around other children, it had to be structured and it had to be productive. So when the Stockdale children interacted with other children, it was in mandatory debate classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, debate classes. That is the only time that they would interact with other children. And it's just so sad that they're not allowed to be children. They're not allowed to have fun. And then there is one last thing that was not allowed, which was dating. But does that really come at a surprise to anybody? Kathy believed that her children needed to concentrate on building the right foundations for a moral, clean living life. And that meant not thinking about girls. And Kathy has said, quote, teenagers can suffer emotional traumas or even diseases by focusing their lives on dating. So the children would only be allowed to start dating when they were old enough and mature enough to go out and seek a life partner. So that was the life that Jacob and his brothers had to lead. And it was basically just censored. They were living in the Stockdale family bubble. Everything was controlled by Kathy on the farm. And you might be thinking, what the hell are the children doing on the farm? Because obviously we know they are being homeschooled, but what else are they doing? And the answer to that would be chores and manual labor. And of course, everything was very structured. The children apparently knew what they were supposed to be doing from sunup to sundown. Every single minute of their day, they had an activity, a chore, schoolwork, farm work. Every single minute of their day 
was planned out. They would have to mow the fields, sweep the grounds, maintain the farm equipment. They even had to uh, gut the chickens because obviously they only ate off the land on what they grew and reared. And then on top of all of their chores, there was one other thing that Kathy implemented to keep control over the children. And that was a token system. So every time the children did chores or farm work, they would get a token. They would get an extra token if they did their chore or farm work with a good attitude. And what were these tokens used for? Well, the children could exchange these tokens for small treats. For example, the children could exchange some tokens for a stick of gum. They could exchange tokens for reading, listening to a radio show that had been approved by Kathy, or watching a movie. Again, this had to be picked by Kathy. And just to give you an example, it cost a hundred tokens to listen to one radio show, and they would get a token for each chore. So that really puts it into perspective how hard these children were working for just the little treats of listening to a radio show. Now, this token system was also used as punishment because if the children ever did anything wrong, tokens would be taken away and the children would also be fined. They would be fined if they didn't do their chores properly or if they did their chores with a bad attitude. They were fined if they left any food on their plate. They would also be fined if they were late to dinner, even by one minute. And I feel like we should mention here, because obviously I have just been saying, Kathy is doing this, Kathy is doing that. And you might be thinking, where's the dad? Where is Tim? Well, Tim wasn't really around that much, even though he worked on the farm. He also had another full-time job to earn money for the family. So he wasn't really in the house that much. Even though Kathy is implementing all of these things, it is an agreed thing between Kathy and Tim. They were both on the same page. He didn't mind one bit. He wanted his children to be raised like this as well. So their lives, the children's lives anyway, sound pretty terrible, don't they? It actually is just really sad. It really just breaks my heart. However, the Children did have one thing in their lives that Kathy did allow, and that was music. All of the children loved music, especially Jacob, and all of the children learned to play different instruments. And Kathy allowed this because it was learning, it was productive. And these children, I've got to say, bloody hell are they talented, especially Jacob. Like, I cannot get over. He is so talented. Jacob was a natural. So Jacob, he could play quite a few instruments, but the instrument that he loved and he was probably best at was the fiddle. And by the time he was 13, he was entering competitions and winning them. He won so many competitions, including the State of Ohio Youth Fiddle Championship. He actually won that. Now you actually can find clips of Jacob playing the fiddle on YouTube and I have watched pretty much all of them. And like I said, I can't get over how talented he is. This is another reason why this case is so infamous is that the family formed a band, the Stockdale Family Band. The Stockdale Family Band. Good to me. 
And the style of music that they played was bluegrass, which is a sub-genre of country music with gospel and blues influences. Please correct me if I'm wrong about that. And they were pretty good. They became very well known in their local area. They played a lot of gigs. How do you do? We're here to sing and play. They played at local churches and local music festivals. And where does Kathy? fit into all of this because obviously she's not in the band. Well, of course, Kathy was the manager, which was a role that perfectly suited her because Kathy micromanages everything. And this is exactly what she did with the band. And she was extreme. She was a manager from hell. She would be going on at the boys that they needed to practice and she would schedule in their practice. If they had a gig coming up, she would stick lyrics everywhere in the bathroom. And the children probably loved this. They probably loved the freedom that this music gave them. The fact that they were going out and playing these gigs, seeing the outside world. And as the years went by, the band were getting more and more well known. And then in 2007, Jacob is currently 15 years old. Something very, very significant happens for the family. And that is because a certain TV show, or should I say reality show, came knocking at their door. And that was Wife Swap. Now, apparently the producers of Wife Swap were looking for a bluegrass family band to appear on their show. And they went out looking for this bluegrass family band and the Stockdale family was actually recommended to them. So that is how Wife Swap got in contact with the Stockdale family. Oh, Wife Swap. They're nuts. This is over. Dad, I'm not doing this. You'll have to let me know if you used to watch Wife Swap. Do you remember it? So apparently, I didn't know this, but the show started in 2003 and it actually started in the UK. And then it was reproduced in other countries, including the US in 2004. And I'm sure you guys know what Wife Swap is. It's pretty self-explanatory, but there are two families and normally the families are completely different, like on opposite ends of the spectrum. And obviously they purposely pick families that are the complete opposite to one another for drama. And the families, the wives or the mothers, and I think sometimes the husbands, the dads, I don't know, but the wives would swap houses for two weeks. The first week, the new wife, it sounds so weird to say that, the new wife would follow the rules of the family that she's moved to. And it always turned into a huge drama. The new wife always disagreed with how that household was run, how the children were being raised. And then the second week, the new wife would change the rules and implement her own rules to the household. And again, it's all done for drama. The people in the household, the dad or the children would go against the new rules. And then by the end of the two weeks, the two families would have learned something from the other. It didn't always end like that. Sometimes it did end up in a big drama, but basically every show kind of ended the same. So then we get to 2007 and the Stockdale family have been asked to go on wife swap. Now, normally the participants of the show apply themselves, but the producers of the show, they sometimes want a particular family with particular values. And this is exactly what happened with the Stockdale family because the Stockdale family are not exactly the kind of family that would apply to go on wife swap themselves. So when they reached out to Kathy to ask her if the family wanted to go on the show, Kathy initially said, 
No. But then the producers said to Kathy, but we'll pay you $20,000 to appear on the show. And after some deliberation with the family, the Stockdale family decided to go on Wife Swap. And I think it was the $20,000 that really sold it to them. They had to read through a 20-page contract. They signed the contract and they were going on the show. So we get to July 2007, which is when filming began. And when filming started, Jacob was 15 years old. And it is actually really strange, this case, because obviously the perpetrator in today's case is Jacob, but we've barely mentioned him. This case so far has literally just been about Kathy. So it is a little bit of a strange one. So Kathy packs up her bags. She's ready to go off for two weeks to live with another family. She travels all the way to Northern Illinois and Kathy will be spending her two weeks with the Tonkovic family. So the Tonkovic family was made up by the mom, Lori, the dad, John, the 21-year-old son, Paul, and then their 17-year-old daughter, Megan. But Paul's girlfriend and Megan's boyfriend also lived in the house. So it was two adults, four children. And it's weird saying children because Paul is obviously 21. So he's an adult, but I'm just going to say children. Otherwise it's going to get confusing. And as you can imagine, the Tonkovic family were the complete opposite of the Stockdale family. They didn't just live in a completely different area. The Tonkovic family lived in quite a busy urban neighborhood, but the values of the family were also completely different. The Tonkovic family described themselves as a family that loved to party. What's up, homies? It's always open house at the Tonkovic crib. It's gangster time, boy! They would throw wild parties. There would be drinking. There would be smoking. There would be suggestive dancing. There would be hooking up. The family didn't really have a cleaning routine. The children were not expected to do chores around the house. Dirty dishes would literally just pile up in the kitchen and no one would really clean up apart from the mom, Laurie. The children were allowed to do whatever they wanted. Like they just didn't have any rules. And this was like the complete opposite of the Stockdale family who had a million rules. The son, Paul, wanted to be a rapper. And if you remember, Kathy hates rap music. And I guarantee you, the producers were rubbing their hands together, thinking, oh my God, this is going to be TV gold. And as you can imagine, Kathy was absolutely horrified by how the Tonkovic family lived their lives. Now, a part of the Wife Swap show, each family produces a family manual to give to the other wife to explain the rules and what happened in their household. For the first week, the wives must live by the rules of their new family. Each wife has written a manual as a guide to the running of their home. And the Stockdale family manual is pretty infamous. You can actually still access it online today. So in the Stockdale family manual, it basically just listed everything that I've said prior to this moment, how the family lived their lives, what they ate, their daily schedule, the token system, the chores that the children were expected to do, the homeschooling. And Laurie, when she read this manual, she was absolutely shocked. She could not believe that the children were not allowed 
allowed to have fun, that they were not even allowed to socialize, that they had no friends outside of the family. And obviously, Kathy was equally shocked by the manual that she read for the Tonkovic family. So now we need to talk about what actually happened in the wife swap episode. Because as you can imagine, things didn't go down too well. So Kathy, living in the Tonkovic family, she was basically living in a nightmare. The Tonkovic family threw one of their big, crazy, wild parties. Paul also started rapping and he was using very, very colorful language. Whoa, underneath my Flow, the lyrics are shameful. There were many arguments between Kathy and the Tonkovic family in that first week. Kathy called the dad John a bad parent because he tried to be his kid's friend, not a dad. They have more of a friend than they have a father. I'm... Kathy also got into an argument with Paul's girlfriend that was living there and she called her a free rider because she didn't do anything to contribute to the household. You don't, you don't have children have a job, Samantha. You're that. living at someone else is home, you're mooching off of okay, this family. Okay, can I family. say something now, Kathy? You know what? You're no, 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 Because she is not mooching. It was all extremely dramatic. But then back at the Stockdale household, Laurie equally didn't have a very good time, but for different reasons. She couldn't believe that the children were expected to do so much around the house. <laughs> They were almost robotic. They just jump into gear and know what to do and boom, 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 they do it. And she just couldn't wrap her head around the fact that the children were not allowed friends. They, they couldn't have TV. They couldn't play video games. They couldn't socialize. She couldn't get over it. The token system puts an awful lot of pressure on the kids. I feel very, very, very sad for them. And she also couldn't get over the fact that the older kids were not allowed to date. Laurie, on multiple occasions, asked the dad, Tim, why the household was like this. Why were the children like this? But every single time, Tim just shut her down. And Laurie asked 16-year-old Charles if he was interested in dating. Would he want to do it? And Charles just responded that he wanted to wait until he was old enough to settle down and start a family. Have you ever thought about dating? Uh, I think I should wait for time when I can settle down. So that was what the first week was like. Now we need to get to the second week where all the rules change. So the new wives make the rules and Kathy could not wait for this. Tonkovics, it's time someone turned you into a wholesome family. <laughs> she basically wanted to run the Tonkovic household like she did her own household. She got rid of the TV. She got rid of video games. She made the kids do the chores. They were not allowed to eat junk food and Paul had to write family-friendly raps with no swear words. But not just that, she also took some other drastic changes because something that Kathy just could not stand is the fact that Paul and Megan had their boyfriend and girlfriend living in the house and they were sharing beds. And this goes against what Kathy believes in. So in the second week, she made the two couples look after babies. Like, you know, those baby dolls that actually cry and you need to look after and feed and stuff. Kathy made the two young couples look after babies to teach them about unplanned pregnancies. Each of you will wear a censored wristband and whenever the baby is in a position that is bad for it, then it's gonna cry and you're gonna have to take care of its needs. But that is not even the craziest thing because when she was implementing the rules, Kathy brought a priest 
into the house and said, do the two younger couples want to get married? Samantha and Hector, you both get all the benefits of being in this family, but you're not. Are either of you prepared to marry into this family right this second? <laughs> Obviously, they refused to get married. So Kathy said, okay, seeing as you won't get married, you can no longer share rooms. Well, if the answer is no, Paul, you will be sharing a room with Hector in the basement. That's my room! And then back on the farm, Lori basically implemented all of her rules for the Stockdale family. She got the family cable TV. She allowed the boys to play video games. She stocked the fridge and freezer with processed food and pizza and all stuff like that. Now, when she was implementing these rules, um, the Stockdale boys didn't really react in a very good way. They all actually freaked out by all of these rule changes. Now, Jacob, he was 15 years old when this was being filmed. And I'm sure we can all remember what it's like to be 15. When these rules were being implemented, when he was being told that he was going to play video games, that he was going to be eating fast food, that he could watch TV, he actually started crying. And he said on camera that he was terrified about how his parents would react to him watching TV, for example. And Jacob also said that he was worried that if he watched TV, he would, quote, burn in hell. So the Stockdale children really struggled to adapt to these rule changes. I mean, you would think that these kids, they finally have a bit of freedom. They would love it, but that is not actually how they reacted. But the most significant rule change was that Laurie wanted the two older boys to go on a date. Now, this was a huge deal for the family and Tim was absolutely furious about this. I mean, he was furious about all of the rule changes, but particularly this one. I'm going to be in control my house. No, you're not. It's my turn, baby, and you're gonna follow it. I don't think so. Calvin and Charles, they also freaked out. At one point, they started crying as well because they were so freaked out and scared about dating because their whole lives, their parents had banged on about how dangerous dating was. Certain things that we feel very strongly I, I, Look, I know you do. Would you make them try it? I will make them not listen to your father and choose on their own without his influence. She seems to think that she's opening us up to see her way. I'm afraid what it would do emotionally to, to the younger ones. And they were really resisting going on this first date, but Laurie eventually got her own way and the two older Stockdale boys went on a first date. And that is pretty much how the show went. In the end, the Stockdale children actually enjoyed their time. They actually did end up having some fun. And Jacob has said that he enjoys video games. They're kind of pointless and mind numbing, but he enjoyed them. It has no value, really. And then James, the younger child, because we never really spoke about him and his experience on Wife Swap, but I think James actually thoroughly enjoyed Wife Swap and the whole process. He was 11 years old when they were filming Wife Swap. So being younger, he was able to adapt better to the new rules that were introduced in the family. And he loved playing video games. He did say though, which really broke my heart, he said that he felt really guilty for playing video games, but he enjoyed them. I feel guilty right now, <laughs> but I love it. And when he said that, my heart just broke because I was like, oh, he shouldn't feel guilty about something like that. So then the show came to an end and it was time for the two wives to meet each other. And there was more drama. 
Of course there was. Laura's husband, John, commented that Kathy was extremely judgmental. Laurie and Kathy got into a little bit of a disagreement as well. If you have anything more to say about my kids, keep it to yourself. Just trying to get the facts. Laurie actually stormed out the room at one point. It was very, very dramatic. I really enjoyed you and your children, okay? But you, no wonder they walk around like robots and yeah. talk like that. I need a cigarette. So that episode, it was filmed in 2007, but it didn't air until 2008. And when the episode aired, as you can imagine, it caused quite a stir. There was a huge reaction to the Stockdale family and how Kathy and Tim raised their children, with lots of people saying how abhorrent it was and that it was basically child abuse, how they were raising their children. But it wasn't just the Stockdale family that received criticism. The Tonkovic family also received received criticism. Laurie and John were labeled as bad parents because they let their children just do whatever they wanted. However, there is one more thing to say about wife swap. And that is how real is wife swap? I mean, it's supposed to be a reality show. Surely that means that it's reality. So it means that it's real. However, I'm here to burst that little bubble and say that wife swap is not real. Pretty much everything is fake and manipulated for TV. And when I was doing my research for this case, I came across a really good book, which I will leave a link to in the description box, that went into a lot of detail about how fake Wife Swap actually is. Now, I was under no illusion that these reality shows, they're not real. A lot of the time they are scripted, but I was shocked about how fake Wife Swap is. So first of all, the family manual that I've spoke about, and it details all the rules and what happens in the household and blah, blah, blah. It's supposed to be written by the families, but it's actually written by the producers. The producers sit the family down, ask them a few questions. They take the answers from those questions. They run with those answers and they write the family manual themselves. So the family manual is obviously based on how the family lives, but it is definitely written to be dramatic and over the top and extreme, which is crazy. I always thought that that family manual was real, but it turns out it's not. So now that they have the family manual, the people involved in the show, so the mom, the dad, the kids, are essentially given roles to play. Even how people act on Wife Swap is not real. The producers will tell each person how to behave. In some cases, the producers will even give the family scripts, which again, crazy. I know that reality TV is scripted, but I didn't think that something like Wife Swap would be. The producers rearrange the furniture in the house to make it look a certain way. They will even buy new furniture, add props to make it look a certain way. And then on top of all of that, and I truly could not believe this, the show claims to be filmed over two weeks, but it's not. It's actually filmed over seven days. They cram all of the filming into these really long 14 hour days and they black out the windows when they need to film a night scene. And then they'll bring in these huge lights when they need to film a day scene. I couldn't believe how staged Wife Swap is. And probably all of those reality TV shows that are like Wife Swap, I can't believe how fake they are. But that is not even the worst of it. On the second week, the second week, when the rules change, the producers also write those rules. So you know when Kathy brought in the priest 
to marry the couple and the babies for the couples to look after, that was all done by the producers. Now, I'm not saying that Kathy was against that idea, but it was the producers. And then when it comes to the editing, it's very manipulated to make people look as bad as possible. They will rearrange scenes so you're not seeing things in chronological order. They will take sentences out of context to make the people look as bad as possible. And in some instances, and I truly couldn't believe that this happens, if a participant hasn't said something outrageous enough, they will take snippets of other sentences mash them together, make a new sentence, completely faking what that person has said. And finally, if any of the family members are unhappy or don't want to do what they are told, they could be fined $5 million. Remember that 20 page contract that Kathy had to read? This is a good tip for everybody. Make sure you read your contracts. It says in that contract that if the participants don't do as they are told, they can be sued. And there are so many examples of how wife swap has completely screwed over people or ruined people's lives. You just have to type into Google wife swap controversy and so many examples will come up. People have gotten divorced. People have lost their jobs because of the character they were told to play. There's even people that have taken their own lives because of the show. And I just thought that it was important to point out all of this because we have to remember that wife Wife Swap is a reality show that's not real. It's a scripted reality show because a lot of people have based their assumptions and conclusions on this case solely based on the Wife Swap episode. So it leads to the question, how much of that Wife Swap episode and how the Stockdale family live their lives, how much of it is real? How much of that family manual is real? Because the family manual is based loosely on how the Stockdale family live their lives. But how much of it is true? And which parts of the family manual are true? Even everything that I have said so far in this video comes from that family manual. It comes from the Stockdale family website and also the wife swap episode. So how much of it is true? And I am 100% not trying to defend some of the absolutely disgusting, terrible actions that have taken place, but I'm just trying to put it into perspective. How much of this is real? You guys know I like to do a lot of research and I like to bring you the full story. So to not go into how fake Wife Swap was would just be a disservice to this case and the victims involved. But again, just want to stress that I am not defending certain actions, but I just wanted to tell you guys that Wife Swap is fake and we can't trust that episode completely. So now it is August 2008. This is just after the show has aired. Jacob is now 16 years old and things at this point had started to change for the Stockdale family. The kids were now allowed to play video games as part of their reward system. They were allowed to use the internet a little bit more freely. The two older kids were allowed to create Facebook accounts and the 
the two older children were now at college. And I just want to point out something else that was fake about the wife swap episode is that the oldest brother, Calvin, was already at college when the wife swap episode was filmed. And he also had social media. He had a Facebook account. So that was something else that was fake about the episode. But now the two older boys were both at college. They were both allowed to go off into the world and live their own lives. And there was one really big significant thing that happened to the Stockdale family after the wife swap episode. And that was the family band. I mean, they were already pretty well known in the local area, but following the wife swap episode, the band became pretty well known. So Kathy revamped the Stockdale family band website. She really promoted the band that they were now famous from the wife swap episode. Kathy would post on her social media for people to rewatch the wife swap episode. And I know we've talked a lot about the wife swap episode being fake and everything, but I do want to stress that Kathy seemed to be very proud of the episode and she didn't really seem to have a problem with how her family were portrayed. And when she revamped the Stockdale Family Band website, she proudly put the family manual from the Wife Swap episode on the website. So even though we have spoken about Wife Swap, it's fake, blah, 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 it does make you wonder well, how fake was Kathy and the Stockdale family? Because she seems to be quite proud of the episode. She wants people to watch the episode. And she was using it as a selling point as well for the band, for people to book the band. But the band continued to do well. Kathy started up a YouTube channel for the band, which is still on YouTube to this day. If you just type in Kathy Stockdale, you can find the YouTube channel. The band were booking more and more gigs and the band, especially Jacob, was going strength to strength and Jacob was definitely the standout star in the band. Like I said, he is extremely talented and the band became Jacob's whole life and the band ended up recording three albums together. They were still entering talent shows and they were winning talent shows. Deal. And they started playing shows all over the country. So that was life just after the wife swap episode. And now we need to skip forward quite a few years. We now need to skip forward to 2017, which is nine years after the wife swap episode. So in 2017, Jacob is 25 years old. So Jacob is an adult now, and this is where we come to the tragic events of today's case. So I think we just need to pause right now and actually look at Jacob's life. How has Jacob's life panned out after the wife swap episode? So Jacob is still living at home with his parents. He's actually the only child still living with his parents. His older two brothers, they had gone off to college, they had married and had kids. And James, the youngest, he was currently 21 years old. He was also at college. Now it's unclear why Jacob didn't also attend college like his other three brothers, but apparently Jacob was completely devoted to the farm, to farming. That's what he wanted to do. And also his music career. And he seemed very happy and content with living on the farm, taking care of the farm. He also taught music to the children from the local town. 
pounds. And you might be thinking that Jacob is still living this really repressive life and he was still being completely controlled, but that doesn't seem to be the case at all. Neighbors and friends of the family said that Jacob was able to do whatever he wanted. He was an adult now and music was Jacob's whole world. The band was still together. However, the two older brothers, because they had moved on with their lives and they were too busy, they had actually left the band and the band was renamed to the Stockdale brothers, not the Stockdale family, because it was just James and Jacob now in the band. James was attending a local college, so he was able to come back to play for gigs. And Jacob and James didn't seem to mind that their two older brothers had left the band. They seemed really close. They seemed to enjoy playing with each other on stage. Jacob has been described as the quiet, more reserved, more serious one, whereas James was the charismatic one, the one that had the biggest smile on his face. He was kind of like the front man. And James just had a really good sense of humor. He loved to make people laugh when he was on stage. And James, I've seen so many videos of him on stage. And just like Jacob, he is extremely talented. And James just seemed to be thriving in life. He was really happy. He was at college. He was having fun with his brother on stage. <laughs> James was even dating a girl. I know he is dating and he's only 21 years old. He is just beginning life. And James and Jacob seem to really get on. They seem to be really close. But unfortunately, for reasons unknown, this relationship between the two brothers would soon come to a sudden and tragic end. So on the 15th of June, 2017, at 4.36 p.m., the Stark County Police Department received a 911 call. But when the call was taken, all they could hear was silence and breathing. And then a few moments later, the caller hung up. Now, it's protocol for the police to trace these 911 calls. So they traced this call back to the Stockdale family farm. Now, officers decided to drive out there just to make sure that everything was okay. And when they arrived, some neighbors informed the officers that they had heard 10 to 12 shots coming from the Stockdale family farm. Now, the police officers were not too alarmed when they heard this because it's a farm that would necessarily be uncommon to hear shots coming from a farm, but the police decide to go up to the house just to make sure that everything is okay. But as the police are approaching the house, they hear one more gunshot coming from inside the family home. Backup is called and the police enter the home and they come across an absolute horror scene. They first find a young man lying next to the front door with a shotgun by his side. He was bleeding profusely and this young man was Jacob Stockdale. They then make their way further into the house. In another room, they find another young man lying on the floor in a pool of blood with wounds from a shotgun. This young man was James Stockdale. They then make their way upstairs and they find an older woman in a bathroom, again, not moving in a pool of blood. And this woman was Kathy Stockdale. After surveying the scene, it became pretty 
obvious to the officers that Jacob Stockdale had taken the family shotgun and for reasons unknown, he used it to take the lives of his mother, Kathy, and his younger brother, James. He then dialed 911 and put the phone down, waited for police officers to arrive at the property. And as soon as he saw that the police were there, he then turned the shotgun on himself and shot himself in the head. Paramedics soon arrived to the scene and there was a shocking revelation. Jacob Stockdale was still alive. Following the shocking murders, the rest of the family were informed, including the dad, Tim, and the older brothers, Calvin and Charles. Tim wasn't at the house when the incident occurred. He was actually away for work at the time and they were absolutely devastated. They could not believe that this had happened. And the main question that that they had, that everyone had, was why? Why had Jacob turned a shotgun on his mom, Kathy, and also his brother, James? And as soon as the news broke, it became huge news. And it became huge news because of wife swap. Jacob Stockdale shot and killed his little brother, James, and their mother as well, then turned the weapon on himself. The Stockdale family appeared in an episode of the TV show Wife Swap. Now, Jacob, as we know, is still alive and he was rushed to hospital. He had severe injuries. He had a severe brain injury and he would have life-changing injuries if he survived this. The church that Jacob and the whole family attended set up a GoFundMe account to raise money for Jacob's treatment and they ended up raising $32,000. And after all almost a year in hospital, he had to undergo several operations, some of them reconstructive. Jacob received treatment and was able to recover from his injuries. He had lost all eyesight in his left eye and he would permanently have seven metal fragments in his brain, as well as a lot of visible injuries to his face. And then in October of 2018, 14 months after the shooting, it took Jacob a very long time to recover. And Jacob was now 26 years old. He was finally charged with the murders of his mom, Kathy, and his brother, James. So now that Jacob had made a pretty full recovery, the police could finally start their investigation. But the main question that everyone still had was why? So when the police interviewed Jacob, hoping to find out why? Jacob stayed completely silent. And I mean silent. Jacob did not say one single word in that interview. So in early 2019, the prosecution take him to trial, but his defense entered a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. And it actually was deemed at this time that Jacob was not fit to stand trial. So he was transferred to a psychiatric hospital to receive treatment. And when he was at this psychiatric hospital, he actually tried to escape twice, both times unsuccessful. And then after being in this psychiatric facility for a year receiving treatment, in March of 2020, Jacob was finally deemed fit to stand trial. However, March of 2020, 
ring any bells? That's when basically the pandemic started, which sent the whole world into lockdown and wreaked havoc on the justice system, which meant delay after delay. So then a whole nother year passes and in March of 2021, Jacob was finally due to stand trial. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Okay, and we will respond to you today. In the pre-trial hearing, Jacob pleaded not guilty, which meant that Jacob was all set to go to trial. But then a week before his trial was about to start, Jacob changed his plea to guilty. So the trial never went ahead, which means that there was no more investigation. There was nothing to prove he had pleaded guilty, which meant that no motive was ever found for his crimes. And finally, Jacob attended his sentencing hearing and Jacob Stockdale was sentenced to 15 years for each murder. And these sentences are to be served consecutively. So Jacob is going to spend the next 30 years in prison. And that was that. The case was concluded and it still remains a complete mystery as to why this happened. There is no evidence that he was suffering from a mental health condition at the time of the murders. Doesn't mean he wasn't, but there is no evidence to suggest that he was. There is no evidence that he had a falling out with his family. There is no evidence of anything else significant that happened in his life that would make him do this. Jacob wasn't displaying any kind of worrying behavior leading up to the murders. So no one knew why he had done this. So of course, when no one knows why someone has done something, especially murder, this leads to a lot of speculation. And because because the Stockdale family appeared on Wifeswap, people have gone to that episode to look for answers. A lot of people have blamed Kathy for what has happened on the way that she raised her children, saying that because of how much control she had over her children, because of how sheltered they were, something like this was inevitable. And whilst a lot of things on Wifeswap are fake, are staged. We know that. Kathy was proud of that episode. She proudly put the family manual on the Stockdale family website. She encouraged people to watch that episode. She posted things on social media for everyone to see. She wasn't ashamed of that episode. So even though some of the things that happened in that wife swap episode were probably staged and fake, it does make you think how much of it though? Like what was the real things in that episode? But friends, and family have jumped in to defend Kathy and they said that the way Kathy was portrayed in that episode just wasn't true. They have said that she raised her children in a loving and safe environment. People have also said that Jacob at this point in his life at the age of 25 he was really happy. He had a lot of freedom. He could do whatever he wanted with his life. He was enjoying music. He was enjoying teaching music and he was enjoying farming. Everyone that knew Jacob has expressed how shocked they are that he did this. And I just feel really sad for the whole family. The two older brothers as well, they are completely devastated that they have lost their mom and they have lost their two brothers. Calvin and Charles have really been affected by all of this. And the real tragedy of this story, which I think gets lost in a lot of the coverage of this story, is James. James was only 21 years old when he lost his life. I have watched a lot of the videos of the Stockdale family band and 
And James, he stands out on the stage because he is always smiling. He is always happy. He is so charismatic. He just seems to be somebody that loves life. He always wanted to make people laugh and smile. Oh, hello everyone. I'd like to invite you to the ninth annual Stockdale Family Band Bluegrass and Gospel Show on April Fool's Day. You won't have to be the fool though. We got that covered for you. And he was building his own life. He was 21, he had just started college, he had a girlfriend, and he had his whole life ahead of him. And in the aftermath, the oldest son, Calvin, has said, quote, James, our youngest brother, was always a catalyst of family fun. He was a gifted musician, enjoyed dancing, and had an innate love of people. He leaves behind many friends and family that love him dearly. I don't know why Jacob did what he did last week, but I do know that he is my brother. I speak for our family when I say we love him and forgive him. And finally, in a memorial service in 2017, James and Kathy were laid to rest, where the family described Kathy as a loving mother, daughter, and sister, and James as a loving son, brother, and uncle. And I think this is one of those cases where there will be a lot of speculation as to what happened, but but I don't think we will ever know for 100% what happened. Jacob has not said anything. And because of his severe brain injury that he now has, there's part of me that wonders, can he even remember? Like, I don't know what his injuries are. I don't know how extensive they are. So I don't think we will ever get answers when it comes to this case. And that brings us to the end of the episode on the Stockdale family. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. Subscribe or follow to make sure you never miss an episode of The Criminal Makeup. And if you enjoy the show, it would really mean a lot if you could leave a five-star review. In the meantime, if you've been affected by any of the themes in this episode, please take the time to look at the description for this episode for some helpful resources. Special thanks to my producers at Audio Boom Studios, and I'll see you all in the next one.